lost. Voice. Welcome to Lost Boys episode 27. In this episode, Oakley and Austin talk about how to pick the right career. <laughs> and we're live. We're back and better than ever. How's it going, brother? Amazing, bro. What a week. What a week of learning has been, man, for me. Oh, my goodness. How about you, bro? How's this week? Well, it's week been, been a week of learning for me, too, bro. I love that, bro. I this love mic that. is slowly inching away from me. <laughs> like a girlfriend I once had. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Welcome to the Lost Boys, where we talk about our issues. <laughs> oh, bro, I love this. I got something to kick it off with, bro. Go, 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 go. A, a question that I'm curious about, and I, I did, I can't say I, I came up with this one on my own. Uh, I'm not going to quote where it's from, but it's a great one. Uh, number question one, what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Now, that's definitely spiked my interest because when I think of, you know, going into pastoral ministry, all that kind of thing, I think of Bible college. But I know there's so much more than just Bible college. Mm. So I would love to hear your that's a, that's that a good one, question, bro. man. I'm going to ask you this after. But, uh, you know, there was something funny that happened when I went to Bible college. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was that there was an assumption that if you went to Bible college and you got your degree, then you'd be prepared for ministry. Yeah. That is, that is the preparation in the modern day church. Okay. But in the Bible... That's not the preparation. You can mm. be totally prepared for ministry and not have a degree. Interesting. There are like a bunch of qualifications in First Timothy and in Titus. So Paul, the apostle, sends out these two young guys and he says, go and like appoint who's going to be elders and teaching elders and pastors and all this in different churches. And so he gives them a list of things to look for. And the ability to teach is one of them. Hmm. but there's a whole bunch of other ones. Like they have to be sober and they have to be like well-respected. They have to have a good name in the community. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like a lot of it has to do actually with like blamelessness and what's your reputation and what do people think of you? Yeah, yeah. character. Do you rule your house well? Do you have a good marriage? Hmm. All these things. And then it says like, because how how can somebody rule the house of God well, you know, if they don't rule their family well, right? (laughs) So yeah, man, I mean, I would... If anyone was thinking about going into ministry before you even thinking about Bi- uh, before you even think about Bible college, I would say read First Timothy three and read Titus hmm. because that'll give you an indication. It, it's it's a good in First Timothy three. It says it's a good thing if you if you want to be in ministry, that's a good thing. Hmm. But the standard's going to be higher, man. James three. Let not many of you become teachers because we're held to a higher standard. Yeah, we're, un- we're yeah. under a greater condemnation, right? Um, but in verse two, it says, but we all stumble in many ways. Very good. So Very like, good. Hey man, plenty of times I felt like I'm, I don't deserve the mm. position that I'm at right now. But, uh, the reality is no, no one would, mm. no one would, but Christ himself. That's and so it. we were a bunch of broken people getting used, man. So, so good. I would say if anyone's thinking about becoming a pastor, 
read First Timothy 3 and read Titus. Very good. Uh, don't jump into it thinking, man, this would be a cool job. This would be a good way to make some money. <laughs> You know, or, or maybe you're like, I don't know, extroverted. This would be a good way to like, you know, interact with a lot of people or the pastor looks like he's having a good time. Or maybe it's even more like deep down psychological where you're like, man, the pastor's the guy like at the top of the dominance hierarchy at church, right? Uh, everyone listens to him. Everyone likes what he has to say. Everyone goes to him for advice. Everyone asks him question. If that's your motivation, I would say you definitely, definitely, definitely should never become a pastor. Yeah. Good point. In First Timothy 5, it talks about... Um, uh, what a pastor is like it, it's essentially like there's a group of elders and then some of them teach doctrine but then in first Timothy six there's a whole chapter right after and this is the chapter where it says the love of money is the root of all evil mm, right mm-hmm. that verse is in the context of pastoral ministry really because right before it it says the man of god should be satisfied with food and clothing so pastors mm. when they be when they decide to take on that ministry mm. Uh, I'm not saying they take out like a vow of vow of poverty. I'm not saying that, but they sacrifice that part of themselves mm. that that wants to take advantage of everything around them. That kind of capitalistic instinct, yeah, yeah, to take advantage of everything around them for the sake of profit and gain and status and notoriety. They have to sacrifice that part of themselves. You have to kill that part of yourself if you were an entrepreneur. Take full advantage. Yeah, yeah, but total. As a pastor, all of a sudden, no, you you're not driving around in the Ferrari. No, no, no. That's the point of preachers and sneakers, which I actually really like. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, call yeah. out these dudes that are spending way too much money yeah, on the Louis Vuitton bro. jacket, bro. No, it's, it's it's inappropriate. So, yeah, man, if you want to do that, I would say check your heart and see, do I desire to do this? Because God has given me a gift of leadership or teaching, hmm. and I want to use this gift for the glory of God. That must be your sole motivation. Hmm. And if it's anything else, if there's a hint of, yeah, but it'd be nice to make some money or yeah, but it'd be nice to be up on stage or yeah, but it'd be nice for everyone to think that I'm the smartest guy in the room. Hmm. And so they come to me and ask me questions about the Bible. I would say, um, hold off, hold off, hold off. Very good. Very good, bro. But for you as an entrepreneur, well, well, first of all, what, what do you think about that? What's, what's your impression? Oh, if I die, like say business of itself, I mean, let's let's be. I'll I'll dive just in trading. Let's yeah, just say yeah, that yeah. for trading, like man, if someone's saying I want to get into trading, you know, I want to make some passive income on the side, I, you know, why not trade a hundred bucks and see what I can do with it? You right. know, that kind of mindset. I mean, all kudos to you. Um, I think the truest reality of what's gone on in this last two years with the markets, people think like some, some people's, you know, mindsets are like markets are so hot. You could kind of throw a dart at them in the beginning of COVID. Okay. Anyone with zero sense of mind can throw money at the darts, uh, you know, at the stock market and they could have made some money at the beginning of COVID. You know what I mean? Everyone, everyone everyone can make money in it. And now it's coming back down and it's testing levels. So, my biggest thing, before you even go and start looking at charts, dive into your psychology. Uh, if you're somebody, you know, in the past that it gives up easy, that can't, you know, um, face yourself that well, then don't take trading up. Because at the end of the day, um, it's some of the most re- like rewarding 
self mastery work I do or can do on a given day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's purely self mastery. That's trading. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not a persona where I can just go on there and make money and then leave. It's like, if you want sustainability, uh, if you want to do this for the rest of your life, you need to have your psychology down pat. You need to have your mindset. You need to have your risk management, all this kind of stuff. So if someone's getting into their career, say is trading, I would encourage them study the basics, the absolute basics, know what you're talking about, know what a ticker symbol is, know what all this kind of stuff, stop loss, take profit, very easy stuff. Know the terminologies. Then second part, before you even looking at charts, dive into your psychology. You need to go over your mind. You need to rework your mind because what happens is when you start trading, your mindset with money completely changes because what you show yourself is yes, you can make a very handsome amount in a short period of time, but you can also lose a very handsome amount in a short period of time Mm -hmm. if you're not controlled. So if you're not a person of self-control, just I I believe anyone can become a successful trader personally, Um, but it takes work, and that's where most people fail. The only fail in trading is if you quit. That's it. Um, But yeah, I would definitely encourage, make sure you dive into your mindset more, Um, and it's not for everyone. Uh, you know, you fight yourself probably more than anything. Like when I was doing sales, you know, more set of sales and, uh, you know, contracting off different companies and then, uh, you know, uh, going door to door, all that, all this other stuff I did, that was fine. Um, but when you're just in your own space uh, trading, uh, you can have some of the hardest and darkest times that you are just with yourself and fighting yourself. Yeah. Right. But uh, it's self-mastery. That's why I love it. There's no glass ceiling on it. I can earn everything I want to earn is within my control. And it's me building up skills every single day so that that can compound into my future. And it sounds like you really have to avoid being impulsive. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, exactly. Because that will destroy you. And we have that. Like boys, to, like what we were saying, boys to men kind of type of mindset like we talked about last week. It's the same thing in trading, bro. It's like if you have that impulsive behavior, you know, greed or, you know, you want to get rich quick, do not trade. Like if you want to get rich quick, walk away. Do not put your money there. It's, you might as well just throw it in a trash can, mm. you know. Um, but yeah, definitely. It, it takes a lot of time, bro, and a lot of patience, a lot of patience. And if you're not a patient person or you're very impulsive, work on those behaviors before you even look to get into the industry. Yeah. Because a lot of the problem that everyone does is they just start trading on a demo account and then, then they just pick up bad habits and then it's just they think they can trade and make money um and show yourself you know six months of consistent results in the industry before you actually put real money in it yeah huge and you're just gonna safeguard yourself right so yeah yeah. not for everyone though i know that not everyone can take it what's this it's it's, it's the same thing with um with pastoral ministry exactly you know yeah whatever the quality of your heart is, whatever mm-hmm. direction it's aiming in, giving yourself power and attention yeah. will only maximize the degree to which you're headed in in whatever direction you're headed in. Hmm. What I mean is like power makes a good man better. Very but good. it makes a bad man worse. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's like the quote about wealth there on that point yeah, too. Like exactly. they say wealth is like a magnifying glass. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, man. And so and so, you know, you get guys that you know, maybe are a little bit extroverted and they like all the attention. Mm. You know, or maybe they're real agreeable and they like everyone liking them. Yeah. You know, okay. I I appreciated Pastor Mark's uh Mark Clark's um self awareness the other day. He's like, you know what my sin is? My sin is that I want all of you to like me. Huh, that's self-aware so of it, man. Good, man. But but this is the reason why, you know, and I see the same thing in myself. 
But this is the reason why I would really encourage if anyone's thinking about becoming a pastor. Yeah. You got to be really real consistent in the little things. I love that. Yes. You know what I mean? Like if if oh, you yeah, can't read your Bible every day for a month in a row. Yeah, yeah. You know, hey man. <laughs> what makes you think you're qualified to stand up in front of a hundred, three hundred, a thousand people and talk to them about spiritual discipline if mm. you're not living it, dude? You know so what I mean? Good. You got to have a track record. You must. Very much you can't so. just pretend like you can get up there just based on passion. Mm. You got to have because I think the track record allows you to speak with a certain degree of of competence and confidence. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. You can't encourage someone to go to church if you don't show up. Mm. You know, it's not the same, right? Very so. good, bro. I love that. And, and I think with both, and the same thing goes to trading, bro. The same thing goes to it. It's it's not what you're doing in a matter of minutes. You know what I mean? Because that's usually where I'm a scalper, so I'm usually in and out of the markets within a very short period of time. But it's all the work that's gone into that single minute, right? And I think... In life in general, if you can take any career that you're thinking of going into or out of high school or, or whatever, you know, decision or passion you feel led to do, mm. um, see what it really is going to take and then lay the groundwork for yourself. Like just help yourself out in this life, guys. Just like, you know, if it's getting up maybe 30 minutes earlier and, you know, reading the Bible, grounding yourself or if it's just meditating, mm. you know, make sure you like plan your day accordingly so it'll actually help you you know, strive further in your career as well, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge thing that gets mistalked, not talked about. You know, everyone's got a job and they're not the most ideal thing that they want to be doing all the time, you know, and my heart goes out to a lot of that, but we need everyone in those in those jobs too. Mm -hmm. So I'm so grateful at the same time. Um, but that's it, right? They go work and then you come home and that's it. Yeah. And there's no growth. There's no contribution. There's no, you know, significance you feel because yeah. it's just little, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so, well, I have another question for you. So say you're going through life and whatever stage of life you're in right now, it's the new year. Everybody's yelling all these New Year's resolutions. You've already possibly let yourself down three weeks, two weeks of your New Year's resolutions, and it's already gone. First month has passed, and 10 of those goals I set, five of them haven't been done and followed up too. Yeah, yeah. What would you encourage people right now in this season of life? Yes, it's a darker time with, say sunset at five and what would you encourage people right now in this season to do to pour into themselves more what would you really encourage what's helped you bro i'm really really Ooh. interested there's kind of an ironclad rule of psychology mm. if you lack motivation if you lack discipline mm. if you have trouble meeting your goals there's an ironclad rule and when when it hits you you're gonna be like oh yeah um, and it's this, you have to be humble to look low enough. Mm, and what okay. I mean, what I mean okay. by that is like, you know, it's embarrassing sometimes, man, to admit to yourself, see, I'm a mess. Like, mm. you know, let's say, let's take your room for example, right? So let's say your mm. room's messy, man. And there's this pile of stuff in the corner that you haven't looked at, let alone touched in a year and a half. Mm. You know, there's some chips under your bed and there's, you know, whatever, like there's cobwebs in the corners and stuff. You just, you, there's tons of stuff you're not looking at. Yeah, you know, point. And you, it's almost embarrassing to admit that you don't have the discipline to clean your own room. Mm. That's very rough, good. man. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, very good. Bro. And so this ironclad rule is basically this. It's like, 
the steps you take must be small enough to be implementable. Hmm. Otherwise, they're not good steps to take. Love it. So that means sometimes like crawling inch by inch and then eventually you work your way up to a walk and then a run and then a sprint. But you can't just, you can't sprint off the jump because you're not prepared for it. You fall. And so the only way to build up, I would say, a good discipline, like for example, cleaning your room or or reading your Bible every day or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Is to, smart, is to start small enough hmm. so that your steps are implementable. What could you do yeah. that yeah. you would do that you should do? Hmm. And if you th- if you sit down on the edge of your bed and you think about that, it's almost like a form of prayer. But if you think about that, you know, an answer will come to you because Big. I think we're all kind of aware in the back of our minds of these things that we're not doing that we should be doing. And so I would say start very, very small hmm. and that will be embarrassing at the beginning. Admit hmm. to yourself, hey, man, I'm undisciplined. I'm kind of lazy. I don't clean my room regularly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm also not disciplined enough even to do it right now. I, I, I'm not disciplined enough to spend the next two hours cleaning my room. Hmm. I'm not. Okay. What am I disciplined enough to do that I would do that hmm. I could do? Well, I guess I could clean off one of my tables that has two pencils and a cup on it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll start with go. that. I'll start with that today. And that's all the motivation I have. And then tomorrow, I'll plan on maybe cleaning over over there on that table. And mm. what you find is that slowly, as you start to, you know, pick up the pace and walk a little faster, eventually you'll be sprinting and you won't even feel it. Yeah, absolutely, so, bro. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Well, I, well, what, what would you say? Yeah, very much so. Landon said something more recently that's actually great point exactly where my mind's going just touch it you know exactly like you're talking about the general outcome of what you're saying as well you just want to touch it you just want to touch the goal you know if it's reading the same type of thing like we've talked about a lot in the past as well if it, if it's um like you were saying cleaning your room touching that you know just grabbing a piece of paper and moving it over here and it's amazing how our minds you know uh, on this topic too I encourage anyone to kind of take a break from being in your own mind for a second. The best way you know how. Just breathe. Just look outside. Try to get out of your head for just one second as I say this. Be more present. That's the number one thing, man. It's not that people don't have it in them to be disciplined. It's so hard sometimes when life is busy to be present. And what helps with discipline, to be self-aware enough to even see that you're lacking in discipline is to be present and just be like, okay, what's going on right now? Because if you just sit there, like you said, bro, on your bed and look around your room, you probably are going to see a couple things that you want to touch or change or clean. And that's okay. And when you do that, you're actually serving yourself because like, you know, the same thing, Lord doesn't want us sporadic running around, you know, be quiet, be still my child, you know, a man of understanding holds his peace. Yes. Awesome. We read about it in Proverbs, but to act it out in this life is so hard, man. And my outcome each day is to be calm, to hold my peace and to walk in integrity. It's that simple, man. It's really that simple. And that's what I do my best at. And oftentimes, man, you know, the enemy or whatever you want to say it is, will try to test that and, and pull me away. And the easiest way that we don't even think we're sinning is when we get so caught up in the busy hustle of life that we start to lose sight of 
you know, the Lord in, in and of ourselves and our own goals, bro. It's, it's a sad thing if you're not present. <laughs> okay, I got, I, I, I got a story and a question for you. I like that. Let's, okay. let's get it. So, there's a song called Tears in Heaven. You ever heard it? Mm. Would you know my name? That one? Okay. No, you never no, heard it? It doesn't ring a bell. Okay, I'm going to read the lyrics for you. All right, all right. Would you know my name? If I saw you in heaven. Yes. Okay. Yep. 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 yep would yep, it be yep. the same if I saw you in heaven? Mm-hmm. I must be strong and carry on because I know I don't belong here in heaven. That's nostalgia, bro. I haven't heard that in so long. Oh my goodness. Know, yes. Know, okay. Know, yep. Yeah. Okay. So a guy named Eric Clapton wrote that song. Okay. And there was one day where uh, the window in his apartment that was high up was left open. Mm. I think it was by the cleaning lady. Okay. And uh, he had a four-year-old son who, you know, walked over to the window and uh, just randomly one day while he was out working and uh, he fell out the window and his four-year-old son died. And in the aftermath and the shock of it, he grabbed an acoustic guitar and he wrote probably one of the most beautiful songs Mm. maybe ever. Yeah. And uh, let me read the rest of it. Would you hold my hand if I saw you in heaven? Would you help me stand if I saw you in heaven? I'll find my way through night and day because I know I just can't stay here in heaven. Yeah. Wow, bro. Yeah, so I've been thinking about that song. Just beautiful, beautiful. It really is. And his heart Mm. is breaking because he... You know, there's a sense in which he's half in heaven and half on earth, hmm. you know, and but he knows he can't stay there. He needs he has a life here on earth, but his, his heart is in heaven with his son. Right. Wow. Um, if you had the opportunity to. For a moment, you know, have one step, one foot in eternity hmm. and have a conversation with somebody that's up there. Oh, uh, who would you want to talk to and what would you want to say? I go to God or Jesus, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, besides we, that, we, I'm like, I'm sorry, we, I'm going. We to. talk, we talk to him all the time. I love but, that. But <laughs> I love that. Honestly, dude, I I would say Moses or Abraham. Yeah. Yeah, like going way back. Like obviously, you could say family too. But like, I think if. There's so many people. That's such a you know a great question, by the way, bro. Because your your mind goes in so many ways. You can think lightly of it. You can think really deeply about it. <laughs> I mean, I think I go to like Moses and Abraham, and I would want to ask them um, more about you know their like personal day to day faith journey because they lived for so long. They went through so much. They were tested. Or David, I would love to talk to David too and see. And see exactly what he goes through because, man, like, you know, his son Solomon goes and writes Proverbs, but, like, in Psalms, man, his dad's crying out, like, you know, and he cries out to the Lord. It's such beautiful imagery, and he goes through what we all go through in Psalms, man, like, the ups and downs of life. But I would love to hear David's perspective, too. So I do Abraham, Moses, or David? Definitely. I would definitely go to that. How about you? Because 800 years, man, like, that's a long time on earth, man. Like, I'm just like, Yo, what is going on? How did you do it for so long? You must have been just, like, 
pure joy and bliss yeah, by year dude. 200 and 300. Man, alive. <laughs> Buddy must have been taking some iron pills or something, some vitamin D. Definitely man. testosterone supplements. Testo- yeah, yeah, yeah he, was on, he was on T for sure, bro. <laughs> but he- <laughs> <laughs> Moses is all jacked up on gear. He's just like just ripped up, dude. He's got some striations in his deltoids. Oh, bro, just... <laughs> Buff Moses. <laughs> oh, it's good. <laughs> Who would you talk to if you went to attorney? That's a great question. Mm. There's a part of me that wants to pull down somebody like C.S. Lewis mm. Mm. and just dig his brain for a bit. Literally, bro. Great, great thought. Yeah, yeah. Yes, bro. Um, I think you know what? Um, <laughs> okay, so my my uncle who's a similar temperament to me in mm. that he's very high in openness and he loves ideas and stuff. And he just studied, studied, studied his whole youth. Mm. Right. And spent a lot. He, he's a little more disagreeable than me, you know, yeah, yeah. So he'll like debate people. Right. Well, I, yeah. um, like, you know me, like I, like I love to just talk about ideas all the yeah. time and that's something I've been working on, but absolutely. He bro. loves to like debate like ideas all the time. So it's even worse, <laughs> bro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> He, he quoted this verse to me, and I think it's in Proverbs. It says, much study is wearisome to the flesh. Mm. Studying too much makes you tired. Mm. Tired in more, more ways than one. And he got to a point where, you know, he couldn't find a church mm. that resonated with all of his different convictions and values because he just studied so, so, so much. He has so many opinions Mm. That it's, it's it got to the point where, you know, he couldn't agree with anyone. Interesting, because he just he just studied so much. Yeah, yeah. Every nook and cranny of theology in the Bible, and eventually he said, you know what, I I eventually I got to the point where he kind of he said he put the book down. Mm. I mean, obviously, he still studies the Bible, but he stopped with his obsession over. Um, uh, logic and theological structures uh. and, and obsessing over theology and debates mm. and trying to work things out. Um, and he just started to enjoy, yeah, just bro. really enjoy scripture. I love that. And uh, there is a sense in which I think, you know, hyper-intellectual people need to be uh, careful. Very good. That you don't lose that that presentness mm. and I was reading this verse to you and I, and I was really enjoying this the other day is yeah, Romans 12 says, um, be associated with the lowly, mm. be associated with the lowly. And, uh, yeah, man, you know, I, like I listen to like blinking five hours of Jordan Peterson every day. You know, I yeah. love this guy. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. But, but sometimes I got to take a step back and go, you know what? I'm not Jordan Peterson, man. And mm. I'm not a professor. Hmm. And sometimes it can get exhausting exploring hmm. philosophy and religion and theology. Yes, and bro, you're um, a good point. Very good. A, a lot of it is very useful if you want to become a teacher and answer people's questions and things like that. Uh, so there's certainly a place for it, hmm. but um, it's not an absolute virtue or yeah. value. Um, it it can be done too much. Hmm. It can be done too much, and if you obsess over. Um, the intellect 
Mm. Yeah, you can become this kind of weird creature that's unbalanced, and mm. you know what I mean. And so, yeah, bro, I, I relate to that a lot on what you're saying, and thank mm. you for that openness too. It's like, it's the same thing as it's crazy. I was actually just talking about this yesterday: mental fatigue versus physical fatigue. Such a difference mm-hmm. because when there's physical fatigue we're actually feeling good because it's usually from working hard. Usually is when you're feeling physical fatigue. No, your dopamine is all up. So you're feeling good. Yeah, 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 you're feeling pumped. But when you're mentally fatigued, you have to be careful because I feel like for for myself too, right, it is scary how easy it is to go down a negative loop. Yeah. Like very, very scary. You know, by the end of my work day, man, like – you know, some said, like, how you doing? Like, you know what I mean? Because I'm tired, right? Sometimes I'm just, like, wiped because I'm, like, I put so much in and I feel, like, so great about it at the same time, but I'm also just mentally exhausted, yeah. right? And it's this challenge and this balance that you have to work with. You know, you have to, in those moments, like, when I'm tired, right? Someone's like, how you doing? And I'm, like, I'm good. And I'm understanding what's going on. And I'm not going to talk about how my mind's feeling, at certain points, if I feel a negative loop starting, mm-hmm. I'm not going to speak that out because now that I'm going to start embodying what I'm speaking out, right? So I think you brought a great point, bro, is is when we are mentally fatigued, when we're tired, when we're drained, and when we're facing possible burnouts at times in our life, we're just pushing, pushing, pushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay to just be gracious and sit back and just say to yourself, you know what, it's okay right now in this season of life. I'm going to just not put so much pressure on myself Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day the lord has laid my steps and lord at the end of the day i trust you and i'm relying on boom 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 have verses that are your strength yeah you know a man of understanding holds his peace boom okay i want to be a man of understanding because with understanding comes knowledge and wisdom well i want to be wise okay i i get that all right lord i got you i got you right and do these little tricks for your mind you know Become your own best friend yeah, yeah, and yeah, just yeah. love yourself. Yeah. Like laugh at yourself for being so hard on yourself at times too. You know what I mean? Like oftentimes when we hear criticism, we get all hard on ourselves like, dang, you know, and that's good because it's self-awareness and we're, we want to get that out of us. But at the same time, laugh at it yeah. because it's like the Lord writes about it. And everyone writes, David writes about it in the Bible. Right, right. We're humans. We're flawed. And the moment we accept that, and show love to ourselves in those moments like yeah. we would show love to our friend. That's when I feel like real growth happens, yeah. you know? Well, th- think about this, bro. And I, I, th- <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think you'll like this. I think you'll like this. This yeah, thought yeah. kind of blew my mind. Um, you know, we didn't have a Bible until like the 1500s, hmm. you know, when they made the KJV in the reign of Valera, right? And so before that, you had a bunch of Christians, hmm. you know, disciples of Christ, followers of Jesus, and in Matthew 5, Jesus says, don't be like the Pharisees. They think they'll be heard for their long prayers. <laughs> or like in Ecclesiastes 5, it said, um, hmm. I am God and you are man. Therefore, let your words be few. I love that. So wow. all of a sudden, you have this group of people who they don't say too much. Not like the Pharisees. The Pharisees stand on the street corners and they pray for a long time, forever, because they want everyone to see them. Mm. But no, the Christians, they go into their closet mm. and they're silent. Mm. And they say a little bit and then they're silent. And mm. for 1,500 years, they didn't even have a book. Wow. 
You know what I mean? I mean, so you know, they had like scrolls and copies of letters and stuff like that, little fragments. But the average Christian didn't have a Bible to read, so they didn't mm. have a Bible to read, and they, and they didn't talk too much, and so most of their faith was silence. So cool, bro! I love that. Most of their faith was silence. Wow. It was in their own closet, in the mm. quietness of their own heart, mm. and uh, I. I've been having to remind myself of that. Most of my spiritual discipline is me talking to God and then reading the Bible. Yeah, yeah. But just, I need to take a step back. Yes. And do it the classic way. I like that, is, bro. Which is like Jesus says, go into your closet, shut the door. Right? Nobody's talking to you. You're all by yourself. Be still. My dad loves this verse. I think it's in Psalms. Be still and know that I am God. So good, bro. So, so a little little word of encouragement for everyone listening today. Spend yeah. some time in silence. I like that. I like yeah. that. Absolutely. And and I love that point too when yeah, I'm the same as you, bro. Spend a lot of time praying. <laughs> Spend a lot of time reading about, you know, Lord, Bible stories, all this kind of stuff, right? How much time do I spend just listening? Not nearly as much. And I think... Even for ourselves, bro. When do we listen to ourselves? When do we give room on a given day for the Lord to come speak into our lives? Yeah. You know, because I, I once heard from a mentor that, you know, if you're praying to the Lord, if you're like, okay, Lord, I, I give you five minutes. All right, now speak to me. And, and if you're rushing it, and if you're just trying to be on a time frame, yeah. or don't work like that, man. Yeah. I'm going to sit here as long as it takes until I hear your voice or until I hear or feel direction. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And that, you know what I mean? And you get to those certain places, bro. And, and it's beautiful picture. I love that, bro. Love that. Mm. Quietness of life because it scares me how loud this life is, bro. There's so much noise on a given day. You know, open your window, man, anywhere of where anyone lives. Most of the time you're going to hear, you know, cars beeping, traffic going by, and everyone's in a hurry. And if we just take that time, man, to be silent, yeah. know that God is God and that he is good. Yeah. And then not pray a beautiful prayer that the Lord thinks you just sound good. Because he's not thinking about that. He's hearing your words. You yeah, just say, man, I trust yes, you. I trust you. Thank yes, you for bro. that, because I learned something new there today. I like that. I don't always have to. I needed that reminder. Mm. I don't always have to say a big, long-winded thing. Mm. Lord, I trust you. I thank you for your mercy, yeah. your forgiveness. Lord, what do you want me to do today? I'm, your, I'm yours. Yeah. I surrender. That's yeah. it. Boom. So good. Well, well, Love this. And I'll end off with this, but think, think about this, bro. Hmm. If you, if you go on hiking, you got a hiking backpack. Mm. You fill it full of stuff, right? Now, if it was a little bit lopsided, if one side was a little bit heavier than the other, and you're walking around, you'd have trouble. You'd have trouble figuring out which way it's leaning towards if you're moving and walking and jumping and climbing, right? Yeah. How would you figure out if one side's more lopsided than the other? Stand still. You have to stand very still. Oh, dang, that's a great analogy. And think. Mm. Yeah, I feel a little bit of pressure on my right shoulder. Mm. All right, time to readjust. And sometimes when we close our eyes and spend some time in silence, mm. we feel the flesh mm. on our left shoulder. It's like in that movie, uh, Emperor's New Groove with the little angel on his shoulder and the little devil. Oh, I didn't see it. But of course, that's not theologically correct. But it is true that in, in, in times of reflection, here's, yeah. here's the flesh. Yeah. Here's all my little selfish desires. 
And then here's the spirit of God. Mm. Yeah. And in times of silence, when I ask, and this comes back to the habit thing, it's like, if I ask God, God, what are some habits that I'm doing Mm. that I know that I shouldn't be doing? Yeah. Yeah. And then just sit there. And, uh, Very good, and you will feel that pressure on your right shoulder mm-hmm. going, this is the way you lean it towards. <laughs> Very good. I love that analogy, you know what I'm bro. So, Thank you for that. Yeah, but if but if all we do is climb and jump and, 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 and run all day. No kidding. We never feel that pressure Yeah, yeah. on the right side. So I love that's that. That's my word of encouragement. Spend some time in silence. Well, where can they send them in? Because if they got questions, guys, we want to hear them. All send right. them over to the... Send them in to lostboysquestions at gmail.com. .com. All our friends over in Glasgow. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. You know, we, we got a substantial audience in the UK now. Yo, UK is growing, bro. We might have to do a UK tour. Yo, I'm not even kidding. That'd be so sick. Hello, everyone. <laughs> We've made it. We're finally there. But only in obscure Irish towns. <laughs> that's okay. We're down for it. Well, that's good. We'll come visit you guys. Homeland. All right. We love you. And we hope you enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we say we hope you enjoy at the end, bro? <laughs> Yo, that was actually <laughs> a good trip. I usually say it at the beginning. Yeah. Love you guys and we hope.